cold open question of the week, Kaz. Yeah. Who is the most interesting man in pro wrestling as of today, Thursday? Is it Edge or is it Kenta? You have to make a ooh, choice. Ooh, ooh, my gosh. Uh, to, to avoid annoying the anti-WWE marks who listen to this podcast and so we don't talk about AEW enough, I'm going to say Kenta. I'm going right. to say Kenta is definitely more interesting than Edge right now. Yes. We will talk about Kenta. We will also talk about Edge coming yes. up on the Masked Man Show. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First battle season one champion, Mike Hunt. The king of sad stop. The silver lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Gufaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Lots of stuff to talk about. I am excited. This is the. I mean, listen. It is. It sounds like I don't want to be a whiny wrestling fan, but it's it's not every week that we have to we're having a conversation with a producer before the show about what segment we want to start with. You know, right, right, right. You and I did a show Sunday night after the Royal Rumble, but there's still plenty of Royal Rumble uh, talk to be had. There's a lot of fallout mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where Edge is going to go. I mean, I thought that we would know by now. We don't know by now. But first and foremost, we have to acknowledge the most interesting thing in pro wrestling the most shocking thing, even though we talked about it, you cannot prepare yourself. Yes. From before the sight of Kenta in, you know, a hoodie and a face mask running in and attacking John Moxley in the midst of a match that already included impact talent in AEW. Mm. Now, a little bit, this is a little bit. It's hard to do it justice because there's so many things at play and John Moxley's already, you know, is currently a title holder in New Japan. So there's there's a sort of logic to it outside of the interpromotional aspect of it. But let us not soft pedal this. AEW and New Japan have a working relationship. And that's <laughs> I was listen. Shit just got real interesting. (laughs) I'm going to stop talking in a second. I swear, people who listen to us, like you said, you know, we'll say we talk too much about WWE, and maybe we do. Certainly true that around my household, 
WWE is what's on the big is on the TV the most and everything else I watch on my laptop and whatever. So I was explaining to my wife why this was a big deal. And I was just like, you know, we talk about competition at WWE, but AEW plus New Japan is a real equal rival to WWE. Now you can quibble with the numbers or whatever, but like this is an international promotion that could, let's say if we're judging by the thing that matter that, you know, by, by like real metrics that aren't just skewed by contracts and history and all that kind of stuff. AEW and new Japan, I hazard to say could sell out MSG faster than WWE right now. You know what? I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, It is, I can only compare Kenta showing up at AEW to like Deadpool arriving in the MCU, right? Like, (laughs) it's like, it's like there's so many brand new opportunities and potential opportunities now that your mind is just like, okay, what's, 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 what's really happening here? What's going on? Like what the potential for things to happen right now is, is, is so grand that it's in the, you know, we, the cold open question of the week is like, okay, what's more interesting, Edge or, or Kenta? And as much as I love Edge, and as much as I love the, the intrigue of, you know, him winning the Royal Rumble, possibly, you know, <laughs> fighting Finn Balor at WrestleMania or Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns, which I'm game for all three of those, you know, there's great intrigue in the unknown right now. And, you know, Kenta, you know, every couple of weeks, you go on Twitter and a question pops up that says, who is the most influential wrestler of the past, like, 15, 20 years, right? And a lot of people will throw your Daniel Bryans out there, you throw your CM Punks, you throw your Kenny Omegas and Young Bucks and all these types of just as far as influence, in the ring, out the ring, whatever. Who's more influential than, than Kenta as far as, like, style, as far as, like, the go to sleep, as far as, you know things that he's done he was the first did he get uh, he got the first triple h point if i remember correctly like we're talking <laughs> might, about like, if you're talking about god big signings to wwe once upon a time like kenta was a massive deal uh going to wwe and granted it didn't work out to its best ability but now you're like not only not only are you talking about the new japan possibilities now you're it's almost a great redemption story for the artist formerly known as Hideo Itami yeah. coming in with all of this buzz and immediately shoehorning himself into the main event picture of of, of AEW, which yeah, is... a couple of things with Kenta. One, I even think, I mean, I'm old, but I, I mean, I don't know if age has that much to do with it. It's, it has more to do with just the permeation of sort of indie wrestling in, in you know, our lives via, through mm. the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's hard for most wrestling fans, even ones that are super committed, to understand the significance of Kenta. Right? I mean, right. That, like when he was by the time he was signed by WWE, he was already he had already done as much as any human being could do in the pro wrestling world. Right? I mean, it was like it was, and, and it, I mean that was one of the first, even more so than Daniel Bryan, who had done everything also. But Daniel Bryan had a lot. I mean, was just younger. You know, had a lot of upside. It seemed. You know, it, and and and. You know, that was it was it's close. But before AJ Styles, before Samoa Joe, there was Kenta and Kenta was and, and, and this is obviously he's he influenced both of them in the ring. But I'm just talking about being signed. If he was signed a year later, 
there would have been no Hideo Itami. He would have been Kenta. He probably would have been main roster immediately. And he might have still had the same injury problems, but we'd have a much bigger story. I mean, he'd have a much bigger rep amongst the WWE diehards. Now, I do think it's a really interesting move because he does have maybe more name recognition in the States than a lot of the other New Japan talent. And I know COVID's a thing and all the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ram, there's a lot of things going on. But I do wonder if, you know, just having him show up, it may, I mean, it's clearly more meaningful to diehard fans than it is to just your average wrestling viewer. I mean, you know, I mean, like, just because I mean AEW is the diehard fan promotion, right? Like so. Well, NXT is a diehard fan promotion oh, too. I mean, it's <laughs> you know AEW's AEW is certainly more interested in expansion though, and and I feel like I don't know that having somebody else from the New Japan roster. I mean, I don't even know who it would be. It would kind of have to be like, God, it would have to be like Okada as the champion, right? I mean, to have. I mean, he's not, but I mean, I'm saying like someone of that level of recognition and charisma and to be able to say he's the new Japan champion. Right. I mean, that mm-hmm, would almost have mm-hmm. to be, but that could happen next week. I mean, like anything could happen, you know? So I, I'm not, I'm not trying to poo poo it. Uh, I was, so I was jumping out of my chair when it happened and then now, and now it's, you know, I'm just, I'm just like parsing through it, but he is, I mean, Kenta is, is a, is a God. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he fits in AEW because of that. You know, I, I think that, you know, Meltzer's confirmed there is a working relationship, whatever that means. They're a little bit in, and again, don't, not mean to poo-poo this, they're a little bit in WWE invasion territory uh, in that if we don't get a super show at some point, then it's going to feel like a disappointment now, right? They didn't really, they, 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 they let us get excited. How excited, is it possible that we're overexcited right now? No, I don't think, I don't think. I think I'm I'm underexcited. I think I'm I think I'm underselling how important this is because we didn't even mention the fact that they acknowledge that Moxley is the reigning IWGP United States champion. Um, that you know, acknowledging Kenta and his existence and the whole NJPW world also acknowledges their world champion, which is Kota Ibushi. Which you know, if we can get, if this all leads to Ibushi Omega at some massive AEW show, it is that is as big of a match that you could sign in the world of wrestling that doesn't involve like <laughs> The Rock or John Cena or somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a match that has sold out Tokyo Domes. This is a match that has main evented Tokyo Domes. And this is a match that Americans would drool over if it happened on, on Turner Network Television. Um, there's so many opportunities there, like the invasion of the Bullet Club and the acknowledgement of the Bullet Club and everything else that, that kind of goes with that is it, you can't undersell the possibility of all of these non-WWE promotions joining up like Voltron to, you know, I mean, the, the, obviously, buck for buck, dollar for dollar, it's it's damn near impossible going up against the WWE. But AEW is making a hard case for it. I mean, like, when you can... when the, the show on Dynamite last night featured wrestlers from NWA, TNA, New Japan, and AEW. You know what I mean? Just in the final 30 minutes, right? And especially in a time where eyes are... And, and we spoke about this weeks ago. 
no matter what wrestling promotion you watch, now is the time where more eyes are on pro wrestling than ever. It's the road to WrestleMania. It is the pop culture phenomenon of the year when it comes to professional wrestling. So Mm -hmm. whether you follow it or not, more people are talking about pro wrestling uh, at the moment than ever. You know, even if... You don't know who Bad Bunny is or don't know like what he entails. Like, Quick question, Kaz. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Who is Bad Bunny again? Th- th- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gosh, my goodness. Yeah, listen, th- this is, it's it's crazy. And I, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I'm not patting my, my, myself on the back for any of this because I certainly didn't foresee this exact thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of surprises this week. But it's Russell, but I, but I did say, no matter what they've said in the past, Tony Khan, is gonna want to get in on WrestleMania season. He's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, he's the just the just. It's the good idea. business. It's good business, man. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to put some of your best stuff out when more eyes are on pro wrestling than ever? Listen, like it's not, it's not about riding coattails. It's not about like trying to, you know, uh, establish your own thing. It's just smart business. Why not? Why wouldn't you push all your chips to the table? And just point? to have, I mean, literally, just to have you say that Kenta is more interesting than Edge today is a huge victory. I mean, not. I mean, th- that's got to make them feel good, right? I mean, it, that, I would, that's the sort of thing so. you're shooting for. I would say so because there's 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 intrigue in the unknown, and you know that you know I don't know if you saw the. Uh, the uh the the after show or the or the post credit yeah. scene um on Twitter, but you know Kenta let it be known that like I'm not here for you to be your boy Kenny Omega. We're not Bullet Club buddies. Like f you. Yo, I'm here to beat up John Moxley. Can, right? I, can, I, can we get into this? I like what they do with the social stuff on AEW. I like the backstage footage, etc. Very seldomly do I have qualms about it. I like that he threw out that match in the post, you know, in the posting to, to, to get you onto Twitter and interested in what's going to happen next week. I kind of feel like fuck you, Kenny Omega should have happened in the ring, like at the end <laughs> of the show. You know, I mean, like he's sitting right there. And by the way, again, minor quibble, Kenny Omega was pretty clearly reacting with a giant grin. I think when when Kenta was hitting the GTS on Moxley, but. You couldn't tell because his back was to the camera and there was no camera getting him from the other side. So you just saw Kenny Omega sitting up a little bit and you couldn't tell what his reaction was, which was kind of important to what was to what's going on in the, in the bigger picture. And then why, if you're Kenny Omega and you think he's your lifelong friend, would you not jump up and hug him you know, or try? Anyway, I do like where they're going with it. When you start putting the pieces together, and, and I'm reluctant to try to read too many... Uh, or make too many assumptions about where New Japan is headed because I wasn't raised on New Japan. I don't speak the language, and I and and often when I when their storylines are, are explained to me after the fact, they make a lot of sense, but they're not where my mind all, always goes logically. Right? I mean, if they're they're they, I don't I don't I don't literally speak the language. I don't speak their booking language as well as you know their diehard fans do. But when you start looking when you start looking backwards at like you said, Abushi winning the title at the Jay White thing, at just the just the way that everything's falling into place and on the obviously on the AEW side and impact side, man, things are really, really lining up for this Bullet Club showdown, for the potential of Omega Bushi. I mean, there's there are so many things that it's not just like a super show. You know, it's not it's not we're not just talking about oh my favorite dudes are working on you know in two promotions this could be a literal just cross promotion that you're that could keep you excited for years yeah yeah um it is it is something that can 
absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that a rising tide lifts all ships, right? Like, so, you know, the fact that not only has AEW on its own volition become a viable alternative if, you, if you're not totally into WWE, now they are super serving that fan that is like, oh, this is what you like. This is what was built from the ashes of, of you know, these, these viral wrestling moments that did not come from WWE. Right. Like we're talking about your Wrestle Kingdoms, your best of the super juniors, your your your, you know, all of these crazy matches that involved the Young Bucks and Omega and Cody and and the Bullet Club, all the cool non WWE stuff that has happened within the past 10 years. We're giving it to you on one of the biggest cable networks in America. And uh, it is. Frankly, probably one of the more interesting, you know, wrestling. Uh, I guess it, it's, I'm, I'm just so, I'm very interested in seeing, you know, how far they really take it. Like, is this a one-off? Like, as as COVID restrictions lift, is this going to be something that is much more common? Is this something that was already in play before COVID, you know, kind of changed the world we live in? Like, and you got to believe it was, because it's like, why wouldn't you start an American promotion that would be, you know, what was carrying, you know, the the, the mainstream appeal of New Japan Pro before AEW, you know, became a thing. Like, the only reason why we would watch, well, personally, that I got into New Japan was to watch Kenny Omega matches and Young Bucks matches and the Good Brothers and the Bullet Club and AJ Styles and, like, all this type of stuff. Like, it is now... Everything's for sale, as uh, a once prominent rapper once said. Um, <laughs> everything's for sale right now. The intrigue is limitless right now. And um, man, I guess I'm watching Dynamite next week. <laughs> it, that couldn't be more true. Meanwhile, they have the, the women's tournament going on. I mean, they have a lot of cool stuff happening over on the show. We had, you know, uh, the inner circle stuff. The MJF is still chugging along. I mean, there's, there's, they have a lot of good other things going on in the show. And I think that's part of what, what makes it really interesting is that they're not sort of single-minded about this stuff, right? I mean, they have one of the biggest angles in the past decade of pro wrestling going on, but they're still trying to kind of build brick by brick. And that, to me, is is equally interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, listen, this is... I woke up this morning, popped over to Reddit, and, you know, maybe maybe it's not the best metric, but... There were, I think, 10 times or more as many comments on the AEW thread as there were on the NXT thread. And, and the skew is literally, I mean, is, is usually in that direction, but not that much by a long shot. But you go, but you jump in there and there's people, I mean, listen, everybody's talking about, everybody's talking about Kenta. But there's a lot of people talking about Britt Baker and how good she looked in the ring. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's a lot of interesting things going on over there. Yeah, and yeah. I watched Dark, uh, at least in bits and pieces and stuff. There's always been talk about them getting another block of TV. I don't know that I'll have time to watch any more wrestling than I do now. I struggle to get through as much as I get through. But it's certain. I mean, but we're, we are. I mean, I, I, to be honest, it's not the programming that makes us talk more about WWE. It's the volume and it's the legacy. You know, it's we have to talk about Royal Rumbles. We do Royal Rumble post shows. You know, I mean, it's 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 a big deal. AEW is is well. They do a lot of stuff really well. But right now, what they're doing, I mean, the first and foremost is pulling off an angle that. Even though we all fantasy booked it, we we didn't think it was going to be possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that was the one thing that I've always held over my head. It's like if they could pull off an AEW New Japan Super Show, 
my God, I don't, I don't see. You mentioned it. There's not a lot of places where wrestling sells out the Garden. That sells out the Garden in a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if that's if that's where where they're going. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited. It's, it's oh my a good god! Time. They and they just had an announcement today. New Japan just had an announcement today. They're coming to Roku, which I don't really Roku oh, wow. TV. That yeah, was their my, big announcement. My, my mama got hour. Roku. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we got Roku and maybe one or two, whatever. One of the TVs came with it in this house, so I'm excited about that. What's interesting is, uh, I mean, that really, if we want the new Monday Night Wars, we talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. If there was going to be a real war, mm. it would be on the. It would be if there was something on the heels of the Peacock announcement. If like every other wrestling company was just like we're. We're joining forces and going to Paramount Plus or whatever, you know, whatever the hell the other option would be. Uh, HBO Max, HBO Max would be killer. But yeah. I think that's a long way off. It's ever going to happen. For right now, let's just be excited about what we got. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Now, the other thing we got that we teased early on, I and mean, it's not even a tease, it's the state of the world, is Edge as your Royal Rumble winner. Um, believe it or not, I actually wrote a piece for The Ringer this week about Edge and about WWE. Now, we're going to get to every all the potential, potentialities and all the... His appearance on NXT was freaking awesome. But let's just get to the bare bones of what's going on here. In the Royal Rumble, every year, pretty much, we get some legacy talent. And the Women's Rumble, maybe even more in the past couple of years than the men's because they have more spots to fill or whatever. But there's always some, there's always your surprises. There's always your like, uh, oh, they brought Great Kali out for a pop and he gets eliminated in one second or like whatever. What made this year different than all the other years is maybe with the exception of Kane, 
because we know he has another job and it looks like he's been, you know, enjoying it, enjoying the life <laughs> off the road. Yeah. No, but that's whatever. Kane and Kane included. There was not a single correct me if I'm wrong, not a single entrant, maybe the exception of Hurricane, I'll say, in the men's rumble, who I could not see wrestling a major WrestleMania match. Like like you could people were coming in. They're like 50-year-olds coming out there with just like six packs and like bigger than they've ever been. And and they all why not? Just book them right into the main event. I mean, if if Look Christian, at Carlito, bro. Carlito whew. looked yoked, man. <laughs> like, Carlito's on a he's on a three-month try, a three-week tryout, apparently, with WWE. Okay. So I guess is that is that the MVP rule now? It's like, all right, if you come back from the rumble. And you surprise and you, you look as as good as we hope you'd look, then yeah, why not? Why not give Carlito another look, man? Like it is uh really interesting. Really interesting. I dig, I dig uh, you know, I think the Christian rub is gonna be cool. Um, there's also talks about him sticking around as well. It wasn't just a one-off. Um there's a lot to there's a lot that's really interesting about this, man. Um but let's 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 focus on Edge real quick. Do it. Uh, before yesterday, I'm thinking, okay, Edge is gonna probably tease that, you know. He, oh yeah, sure, yeah. Because of Charlotte Flair last year, maybe I'll challenge for the NXT title, right? And I was just like, ah, this, it's the old, uh, you know, bait and switch. They're just like trying to pop a rating, or whatever. But like, the more he talked, and the more pro, the more passion he spoke with, and the more I saw him and Finn Balor stand next to each other, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm totally not against a Finn Balor NXT title match at WrestleMania. No, nope. <laughs> right? like, especially if it gets Edge, and it makes sense. Like, I mean, you don't want to. I don't know. I'm not necessarily sure. Uh, Edge and Drew make a ton of sense. I think Drew could, you know, I don't, I don't want to see Drew taking out all of the our favorite wrestlers uh, from the '90s um, on the way to becoming a more credible champion. I think he's already a credible champion. Um, Roman uh, may, probably makes more sense because you know they they both have spears and he's a badass heel and you know he's always has that. Uh, that dangerous sort of mean streak and, you know, you're playing into Edge's injury history where possibly he could really hurt this guy. Yeah. But Why you just talk me into it? Hold on. Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) But, but Edge, the more I I looked at Edge and Finn Balor, I'm just like, I dig that. Like, if this dude is, you know, we say it all the time. WWE will tell you exactly where they're going if you listen close enough. Um, Edge always talks about passion and grit. And the reason why Randy Orton hates me is because I am everything he'll never be, right? Like he's a wrestler's yeah. wrestler, right? Like Edge is a wrestler's wrestler. Like he's the he's the he's the OG, but he doesn't see himself as like the part-timer. Like all of the guys who have come up under him, all the young OGs, like they look up to him. Like he is not somebody who people are looking at in the Ali or retribution sort of phase mm-hmm. of this is a guy taking a spot. Like, no, he wants to help elevate. And what more can he do to elevate a brand than putting it on WrestleMania with Finn Balor, who's already a megastar in his own right, and, you know, having a real barn burner. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is something that, you know, I could 
really get into. Um, the odds of it happening, I'm still not necessarily sure. Um, I still believe that there are bigger names out there that you'd probably want competing for the WWE Universal title. I'm not saying Edge isn't a massive, huge name to compete for those. But now my intrigue is there. And now you can't just give me a cookie and take it away. I want to see Edge versus Finn Balor for the NXT title at WrestleMania now. <laughs> like, I want to see Finn Balor back at WrestleMania. I want to see the NXT. I want to see NXT represented at WrestleMania. They've already made, you know, they've already uh, uh, shown that they've done it before and they can do it and make it a big deal last I, year. I, I'm with you. And I, and frankly, I don't think they're going to do it. But I, but mm. I, but it does take a little bit of the sting, no pun intended, off of kind of the old guy. We, in my other podcast, we joke around about the 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 trope, like the old guys still got it. Anytime anybody over the age of like fifty five does anything in America, there's like a New York Times Magazine feature that's basically just like the old guys still got it. Um, every time Clint Eastwood makes a movie, every time an athlete, you know, Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, the old guy still got it. Um, and 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 Edge is the old guy who still got it, right? I mean, no doubt about it, but. There's a lot of old guys now. And, you know, that storyline's not... The old guy's not an underdog in WWE. Why? Because the old dog... I mean, the old guy is money, right? I mean, the old... Like, the Edge, Edge is there because he's a bigger draw than a lot of the... Than everybody else that's not named Roman Reigns on the roster, right? And... But I but I do... I write about... I wrote about this in my piece. I do just want to say one quick thing in WWE's defense. This isn't just WWE milking nostalgia, Right. This is it. it, it they, they are doing this. But we talk about this every WrestleMania season like this is a WWE problem. All these old guys coming back part time where it's coming back to take our spots, take our checks. You know, these are the people that have earned it. Nostalgia is always a very vibrant force in our minds. But particularly right now, Peac if you go on Peacock right now, WWE already has content up there. They don't have they've not migrated everything over. But if you go on like Peacock Recommends, you will find the best of WWE, right? The whole show that's the best of WWE, which is inherently nostalgia. And when I was looking at it the other day, it was sandwiched right between like Charmed and and the George Lopez show. I mean, it's like it's like the only like the what they're promoting on Best of Peacock are shows that are or Fra sorry, it was Frasier and Charmed. Sorry, George Lopez was one down. And by the way. Frazier is about to get rebooted at Paramount Plus. Like all we care about in our culture right now is nostalgia. The reason why people are signing up for Peacock that aren't WWE fans is to watch The Office, which is not ancient history, but that's nostalgia. It is for Yellowstone, which you most people haven't heard of, but it's in every commercial. Why? Because it's Kevin Costner in a lead role. Kevin Costner le leading a a peacock drama i mean it's technically not peacock but a drama that they're trying to sell is like hulk hogan headlining wrestlemania basically at this point right and and all the like saved by the bell the reboot which is that's nest i mean it's new actors but the, the old ones are there too it's pure it's it's a pure nostalgia play so no, little wonder that wwe is doing this shit right i mean this is the world that we live in and it works and it's the world that they're directly going into now Okay, let's. All that said, Edge is awesome, and I would like to see Edge. I would like to see Edge headline WrestleMania against everyone in the company. I don't. I don't know that there's anybody. Edge might be one of like a handful of people. I'd be like so excited to see a John Cena match right now, and I love John Cena, but it's got. If it's not a storyline, that's that feud. 
if Edge hadn't gotten hurt, we'd be talking about Edge and John Cena as like one of the most epic rivalries in the history of pro wrestling. Even with the injury, it's one of the no, more even with, epic no, you can make the case. I'm, I mean, you slap the hell out of somebody's dad or spin on his dad. Exactly. Like, that's that's what I'm. That's the stuff I watch wrestling for. <laughs> but a couple. I mean, listen. I mean, if if Edge had if if Edge had stuck around, then Edge could have been the pivot for John Cena to turn heel. You know, I mean, like it, it could have. There could have been a lot of a lot more there. But anyway, yeah. So right now. We got Edge has already shown, shown had his little showdown, quote unquote, with Drew, which it, it made basically, uh, basically just led to Drew versus Sheamus at Fastlane or whatever is next. But like, it was interesting that that the biggest point of of issue, the biggest issue that that uh, that Edge and Drew had was that Drew was just fanboying out on him, right? <laughs> <I> mean, Drew, <laughs> Drew was like, "You were my favorite wrestler growing." Like, okay, just you should kick me in the and face. I'm glad Edge called him on it. It was like, no, "Dude, what's it's wrong a- with you?" <laughs> It's good. Stop being so nice. Uh, they, but but really, that led me to believe that there's maybe not, if anything, there's not going to be a WrestleMania issue between them. Maybe there will be, and they can build off of that. But they didn't get right into it. Edge was right. And then we're, presumably we'll see Edge on Friday, popping up against Roman Reigns. Now I'm excited for that. Uh, and then in the meantime, we have Edge showing up on NXT, giving these two guys the rub of a lifetime. Um and really making it seem like a legitimate option. I mean, I would love to see him down there just mixing it up with those guys. That would be so much fun. I don't think it's going to happen. But um but it is sort of it will be sort of interesting to see what they do in NXT if not Edge in general. My guess is oh and it wasn't just that it wasn't just Dunn and and Ballard that got the rub. It was also Karrion Cross who had a little parking lot confrontation with him. I'm guessing we're going to end up with something like Finn Balor carrying cross at WrestleMania time because that feels like a big ticket for NXT. Um, and Edge is probably, they, I don't think this is the, the, you know, they have five Edge matches left in the bank. I don't think this is going to be one of them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. You're talking, you, you really did talk me into Roman Reigns. I just thought that the, that the line, that the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns thing was enough. And it would yeah. mean it's a huge match. And that le- and Drew was sort of sitting there with an open dance card. So let's just do this. Who will Drew face and who will Roman face if it's not Edge? So let's 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 just break that down. Do you think is Daniel Bryan the obvious one for Roman? I think so. I think uh Daniel Bryan's the guy. Um I still think he's a main event dude. Um I I've always <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, of people that are currently on the roster, if I had to pick one, put a gun to my head, yes, Daniel Bryan. But I'm just, I just believe Daniel Bryan's kind of past that. I just feel like he's not in the, in the, in the sense of like, oh, I got a headline WrestleMania. I need to fight for the Universal Championship. I think he's just like, how many guys can I put into better positions before I could really hang my boots up? And um, yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. And and that could, and listen, that that probably makes more WrestleMania sense than anything else. But it's sort of like Lesnar ending the streak where like he didn't actually need it. Mm-hmm. Well, but but it turned people said he didn't need it, but it turned out to be great for the company that he did. Right. He dined out on that and everybody that wrestled him got a rub from that for the next three years. I mean, you might not agree with me, but whatever. No, I agree. But, I but, agree. Yeah. <laughs> but Daniel Bryan, I mean, can't Daniel Bryan be a be better be more helpful putting people over after a big wrestlemania spotlight that too that too that's why i'm just like okay like if that's his mindset i'm pretty sure that that he could you know 
if there was something that he did at WrestleMania or he won the world title and then, you know, uh, fought like Chad Gable for the world title and Otis and Cesaro and all these guys that we really love to really make these guys <laughs> uh, look great as champions, then yeah, totally for that. But I, I don't know, man. I just have it in the back of my head that there's a lot of rabbits that the WWE haven't sure. pulled out yet. So what especially- are the rabbits? I mean, listen, John Cena said he's not wrestling at WrestleMania. I just don't believe that. Like, you don't film promos. You don't do the Tonight Show. Like, he's an absolute workhorse. Like, for him to say, I can't do WrestleMania because he's filming a movie is very Dwayne-ish. And I don't think that's in his... I don't think that's in his wheelhouse. I feel like if WWE absolutely needs him to go and you know, take on Roman Reigns or, you know, hop in the Elimination Chamber real quick and, and and you know, get WrestleMania to be a massive card. Listen, they took a big L last year. Granted, they still put on a WrestleMania. They still did it. It was cool. Boneyard match was cool. Um, Seth and KO was cool. But they took an L. I mean, financially, you know, just even just on the way the WrestleMania was presented. Like, it just it was not a WrestleMania show, you know? So they got to they gotta get it on the double back, right? Like, if, if John Cena is down to do a cinematic match on a pre-taped WrestleMania, yeah. I'm willing to believe if Vince McMahon gives him a call and is like, hey, we're going back to Raymond James Stadium. We're putting fans back in the seats for the first time in over a year. We need you. He'll be there. Um, so I still think Roman Reigns and John Cena is, is still in play. Um, as far as Drew McIntyre... Wait, wait, let me, just one quick thing about the John Cena thing. Yes. One, this isn't exactly, if you look at WWE, if you listen to them, they're going to tell you what they're going to do, but it's a, it's, a, it's a corollary of that. John Cena is a shitty liar. And yes. he might he he might not be there. I think if the if the if the working answer right now is no, then he's still trying to tease a yes. And if the working answer is yes, then he's trying to well, tease a no, tease a yes, somewhere in between. If the answer is no, you don't say it's mathematically impossible. Now, maybe if you're a robot like the prototype John Cena, you do, but you just say no. You just say, like, I'm sorry to my fans, but no, get excited for Roman Reigns because I'm not going to be there. Yeah. And even then, he said it during a press interview. So mm-hmm. if he wasn't doing WrestleMania, I'm sure his his publicist would be like, hey, don't ask him about WrestleMania. He can't go because, mm-hmm. and I know it's going to disappoint Yes, that's a, that, that's a great point. <laughs> you know what I'm and saying? Frankly, and so. I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it last time, but, the, but you know, with The Rock, the insurance has been an issue. And I think in the coronavirus era, it's going to be even more of an issue. And I think that you just say that really plainly, if that's the case. It's just like, Dude, I talked to Vince, but like I can't like Warner Brothers just can't figure out a way to legally let me out of my deal to go. Like, it's just not like it sucks. I can't go. You don't say, well, it's not like the day, like with the, all the days that you spend here. How many times have we heard that? And then like the private plane lands in Tampa. Like, you know that it's possible to get a day off of filming to go to WrestleMania. It's it's so easy. Anyway. And listen, I anybody who loves John Cena's super cryptic Instagram saw him post mm-hmm. the Rolex on his Instagram. A clear nod to Ric Flair, the Rolex wearing 17-time world champion. It's in play, guys. I'm let's not let's let's not kid ourselves. Like it's if there's a way to make it happen, I'm sure it'll happen. So I still believe Roman Reigns and John Cena is is a money match. If it's not Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, um, as far as Drew is concerned, 
that's where I get a little bit more, uh, 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 I don't know. Where do you go? Who's the bigger challenge? Who's the guy? Who is the big, ugly mega heel that could make uh, a Drew McIntyre WWE Championship match at WrestleMania must-see TV? That, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a good guess. Bobby Lashley, maybe United States title, winner take all. Maybe you give, you know, a, a world title versus U.S. title match with those two big behemoths, and you have Drew hold both belts and make him Drew two belts for a couple of months. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good match. Um, the Hurt Business has been holding down Raw for a while, and if they want all the gold, I think that's a great story to tell. If Bobby takes over the um the elimination chamber, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to think about. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. This is what makes this time of the year so interesting because we don't know. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to say. I mean, listen. If Cena's on the table, well, then Cena reigns or and and Edge Drew makes a whole lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. What wait, wait is there any way you would do Cena versus McIntyre? Is that a match that anybody cares? I mean, I feel like that could be kind of fun, right? Cena McIntyre sounds good. That definitely sounds good. That sounds. It's like not the I'd same as Roman do. Reigns, but it's also like I feel like Cena can eat the. I mean, I know he'd be coming back to do somebody a favor. He doesn't have any. He's not going to you know demand a win or whatever. But like, I feel like. You can take the loss, uh, like a, a a good sportsmanship loss to Drew McIntyre, a little bit more seamlessly than you can, like you know, getting bludgeoned with a chair for half an hour by Roman Reigns and then having <laughs> to go have to go play a superhero on HBO Max. You know, I mean, it's it there's there's a it's a it's, it'd be a little bit easier for the John Cena persona, um, but I kind of feel like we've seen everybody. I mean. I don't know. Are there any? There's no more legends in the tank, right? I mean, there's like we saw all, all these people come back. I guess you could do. I just think it's hard to tell. It's hard to it's hard to position Carlito or Christian into a main event role, right? I mean, you could you could have done it, but that what you know you kind of we're already kind of beyond that immediately. And I mean, Carlito tag teaming with Jeff Hardy doesn't do a lot to burnish his credentials. No offense to Jeff Hardy or Carlito. Um, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know who it is besides Edge or potentially John Cena. Maybe um, AJ Styles. Like I could see. Well, AJ I would Styles, love AJ possibly. Styles. Yeah, I've been pushing for that for a while. I mean, uh, really, if the goal is just to, I, I think it might be too late in the game to do it. But I would. I mean, I would pay. I would pay money to do to to see Drew versus Triple H. I mean, that would. I, mm. I, I would. I would be into that match. Mm. Um, mm. I didn't think about it until you said it, uh, but I, I can see where they can go with that and make that something. I think we're pretty clear. I think he's more honest and he said he's not coming back. So like, whatever. I think he's been pretty straightforward about being available when he is. The other name, uh, did you mention Seth on the on the SmackDown side? I, I did mean, not mention Seth. I he think Seth, Seth and Roman could be a good universal title match as well. But I said very- this on I said this on Sunday. I think they just have a little bit too much to have him come back sort of in the Messiah character as a heel, when you could have debuted him as a face, you just kind of created too indirect a path for yourself sort of to get to Seth versus Roman at WrestleMania. Um, but anything's possible. It's possible. I mean, there's a way I could see uh, Seth as a babyface messiah trying to free Roman Reigns from the wretches of 
his new personality or something like that. Like I could, uh, there's ways to get there. It's probably not the most satisfying way, but I could totally see Seth Rollins being like, you know, like let me lead you again. Like let me, you know what I mean? And then I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Roman somehow becomes a badass babyface. I there's ways to get there. But I, I'm not take. I'm now that you mentioned, I can't believe I, I did not even think about Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, I could totally see that. I could totally see a Seth Rollins Roman Reigns uh, Universal Title match at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean the other the other interesting thing was I mean this isn't for WrestleMania, but Edge also teased a. I mean, online said that he'd like to do a, a a tag team run with Christian because he said there's too many reasons. You know, there's too many opportunities to not do it. WWE's back and forth in the tag division, but they have a lot of very good, they have a lot of good tag teams and a lot of good sort of hypothetical tag teams right now. I mean, you could fantasy book a main roster tag team tournament or whatever that would, or a tag team division that would just be bonkers, right? I mean, I mean, imagine if you just put, if you're just going, if you're just booking wildly, imagine like AJ and Finn as a tag team in a, in a moment where like the bullet club is, is taking over the rest of the wrestling world. Right. I mean, you could do so much fun stuff. Our undisputed era versus yeah, Edge and Christian. Yes. Like who wouldn't want to watch that before we get, I mean, I know we've talked about, you know, new Japan a lot, but I saw that someone pointed this out online, all the matches, but like the, the sheer number of matches that Ambrose slash Moxley has had with bullet club headliners is shocking. I mean, isn't it? People wear these Bullet Club shirts, and it's almost gotten to the point where the shirts more important, more famous in America than the than the actual faction. But there are, I mean, if you just think about the permeation of Balor Styles, you know, Omega, Hangman Page, you know, now Kenta, and obviously the Bucks and the Good Brothers, um, Jay White. Uh, is holding it down over there. I mean, this is a, uh, this is, this fashion is now, I think, officially more influential than what? I mean, than the NWO, as far as like headliners that have come out of it. I, I mean, mean the, the NWO was a dead end for, I mean, it was huge. I mean, after not, that first run, before it, it turned into, you know, Bloods and Crips with the Hollywood and the yeah. Wolfpack and all that type of stuff. I mean, I, listen, it, it, it's it's going to be sacrilege to, you know, um, and, and trust me, I love taking a dump on Hulk Hogan as much as anybody, but like, we can't, we got to be, we got we to gotta keep it a buck. Like, you know, those guys are selling out stadiums on Monday. No, no, no. I just night. mean that like they went in at a high, at the highest level. They weren't like made into bigger star. I mean, I guess they were made, the NWO was so freaking huge, but like, right. and, and Hall and Nash, yes. Yeah, I guess they were made by that, but like they're, careers are pretty limited after that. There's a reason yeah. why they went on to TNA to do the main event mafia because the joke was they were all already headliners, right? I mean, there wasn't like, they didn't need to like build anybody in the faction. Anyway, Bullet Club is awesome. That's the whole point I'm trying to say. Yeah, and no, it, they definitely were like, the, the Bullet Club is absolutely like a, a a certifier for anybody who's like on the rise. Like, you know, the Omegas, Jay White's, um, you know, Adam Cole even, you know, it certifies you. So it, it lets you people know like, hey, you're a big deal now because you're in the Bullet Club. So I could see, yeah, no. Uh, I could make the argument. We probably, it would probably take a whole nother episode to see <laughs> Bullet Club versus NWO who's more influential. Uh, but I could see the arguments uh, for the Mark's sake that say we don't talk enough AEW on the show. Let's save it for another episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay. A couple other notes before we get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Bad Bunny. I don't know really how 
much we need to talk about Bad Bunny. He's kind of funny in that role. I think what really matters so far in that little thing, at least to me, is how Damien Priest is. Well, Damien Priest is on Raw, which is only significant because we know he was booked onto SmackDown and they nixed that at the last minute a couple weeks ago. So now he's a big he's going to be big on Raw. He's a made man. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Everything he he was his his on Raw. He was like feeling like the John Cena role. You know, I mean, Dude. he was he was there backstage. He was there in the ring looking good. He was he looked Damian like a million Priest's bucks. GameStop stock. We were early on this. We were early on the, on the Damian Priest train a couple months ago, and now in just this week, he's gotten the rub from Kane, Bad Bunny, Edge, The Miz. He's looking like a rock star. And Triple H has been high on him. Um, You know, he's really started to get real comfortable. He used to kind of feel like a rigid sort of big man when he first kind of came in. And ever since that Finn Balor matchup on NXT, everyone's like, yo, this guy could be a real guy. Like, this guy could be a real player. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, on, on the next level. And you said it last week. It's rare. I think Keith Lee was probably like the last guy to really do it. It's rare when a guy comes to NXT, enters the Royal Rumble, and instantly looks like he belongs. You know what I mean? Like, he he fits right in as far as, like, height, look, action, you know, offense. um, And just, and he stands out, too. Like, he doesn't seem like a guy that's just, like, doing, you know, even his, even his, 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 his gimmick in the NXT seemed like, you know what? This is cool down here. But once this becomes main roster ready, like once you can like build all the real bells and the whistles and pyro behind him, he's going to be so much bigger than he is, you know. And um, and, and I'm sure WWE sees that because they've they made it certain to let everybody know, hey, this guy's important. This guy's awesome. Keep your eye on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 it's 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 a small thing, I guess. You could you know say it about anybody, but I mean, you could you could whatever. You wouldn't be it wouldn't be true. He was just filming a sound-free backstage bumper teaser with Bad Bunny. He is more comfortable than 75% of the active roster. Like he just looks like like he's he's good. He's gonna be fine. You know, I mean, and and it'll be interesting to see what they come up with him for uh at WrestleMania time. You know, I mean, uh, like I don't think he's the answer for who Drew takes on. Um I hope the answer isn't just like the Miz and Morrison against Priest and Bad Bunny, but even if it is, that's a nice pat on the back for him. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. um, I'm I'm thinking that's where they're going too, right? Like, because apparently, according to Babyface producer John, Bad Bunny's training for an in-ring debut. Like, I mean, he, gonna... here's my question about that: he, We saw him jump off the top rope into Oof. the outside Oof. onto people. Well, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> lot of lot of question marks there, but I kind of feel like he already knows all he needs to know. Right. I mean, at this point, like he's not going to do he's not going to do a collar and elbow at WrestleMania. You know, I mean, it's not we're not going to we don't need to see anything other than him jumping off the top rope onto the bad guys one time. Yeah. And, yeah. Like and if he, I see and if I if, see him throwing hip tosses on John Morrison, I'm like, OK, this is a lot. <laughs> and if we're going to complain, I mean, listen, I like I thought uh, this this young man Peter Rosenberg a lot of potential. I I I'm, mm. I'm not Spunky averse. kid that Rosenberg. I'm not averse to you know people coming in from unusual walks of life and getting and getting in the ring. But if we're gonna complain about old timers coming in and taking WrestleMania spots, I don't even care if Bad Bunny gets a spot right now. He's taking performance center reps away from up and coming wrestlers. Right? I mean, if if somebody is in there teaching him how to bump. 
then they're not teaching whoever they signed last month how to bump. Yeah, okay, I'm being I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> being too picky about that. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but I don't, I don't know. I, I I think there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot. Uh, you know, and, and again, Bad Bunny, you're not going to get a bigger musical star than him. That is also a diehard wrestling fan. So I understand if you know teaching Bad Bunny to take a few bumps is more important than teaching Giant almost uh, some leapfrogs, right? Like, I, I can totally <laughs> get that. Uh, but, you know, it's WrestleMania season. You need eyes. He's the highest streamed artist on the planet. Like, the same people who were... Which, another thing. To the folks who are, like, losing their shit over a potential Cardi B WrestleMania moment, but are, like, poo-pooing over Bad Bunny. I'm like, oh, yeah. you do understand the reason why Cardi B, you know, a big reason why Cardi B became an international star is because she had Bad Bunny on a record. <laughs> and I like it like that mm-hmm. was, like, one of the biggest songs on the planet. Um, so I, it, it, it's funny. It's funny, you know. And again, there's a possibility that, you know, if, if what is Bad Bunny is doing um, is successful, Maybe it opens the door for a Cardi B appearance at WrestleMania. Who knows? Who the hell knows? I wouldn't mind seeing it, but uh, yeah, I don't want to see him doing any hip tosses or leapfrogs or anything like that. I'm super good. I just <laughs> okay. I'm I'm as you're talking. I'm googling. I'm googling Damian Priest. I don't even know how I got to this thing, but apparently, a fun fact about Damian Priest is that his dad defeated Chuck Norris in a martial arts exhibition. No shit. <laughs> I did not know that. That might be one of the coolest things any wrestler could ever say. Yeah. Uh, well, that being said, Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest for the world title at WrestleMania. <laughs> now officially in play. That's how far we've gotten. That's exactly how far we've come in this podcast. Um, let's see. We got Bobby Lashley and Riddler doing their thing. Uh, it looks like Orton and, and The Fiend is probably going to go all the way to WrestleMania at this point. Um, well, we didn't mention the fiend. I mean, I guess we could do fiend. We we could make fiend versus Drew happen. Although fiend seems to be a baby face, and uh, I don't know. I still think they got to close that door on, on the Randy Orton feud. I think they got to because they got Alexa Bliss bleeding out the mouth to end Raws and stuff. You know, there's definitely whatever you're doing. If you're not, if if you didn't save his return for the Royal Rumble, you got to save it for something big. Especially if you burn a guy to a crisp. You know, True. so <laughs> it's got to be something. I don't know. Don't I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Orton versus Alexa Bliss is a bigger money match than Orton versus the Hey, team. listen, they're doing it. They're doing it. We saw Reginald versus Sasha Banks a few weeks ago. That uh, was good. There's there's a good possibility we're gonna see uh Xavier Woods versus Mia Yim, also known as <laughs> Reckoning, uh on, on Raw. Listen, if Alexa Bliss's new gimmick is that like she shapeshifts into this all powerful woman who can't be defeated, why not Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss at Elimination Chamber? I'd, I mean, it, it's true. It'd be funny. It'd be, I'm totally joking, but you know, who knows? Who knows at this point? We'll oh, I don't really know. <laughs> um, the Orton Fiend feud is, I guess, one to watch as we go towards WrestleMania, but. It feels like they whatever they're going to do with Drew. But one thing this conversation has, I think, sort of alluded to is that we got to figure out what we're doing with Drew. Now, Drew versus Sheamus is a great way to kill time. But as those two are kicking each other in the face, the announcers need to be talking about what Drew's doing at WrestleMania because he's your big champ and he still needs, you know, a little bit of a kick in the butt from a storyline to get people to really care. But, you know, I'm not going to make too big a deal of that. 
Um, we got a long way to go between now and WrestleMania, but it's going to come up in a hurry. Uh, and I like the story that they're telling with Edge, you know, having him interact with everybody. And, and I think that's going to, you know, be meaningful. I'm excited to be able to have this podcast and talk about things we know about WrestleMania and, uh, and not just things we think we might possibly know. But that's the fun part, because if we're right, we look like geniuses. And if not, people hate it. <laughs> and that's the tagline of this podcast. Thank you, as, uh, as always, for doing this. Um, we will be back here next week, right? Uh, there's no, no, no pay-per-views coming up this weekend. Um, I'm sure we're going to have more Bullet Club, uh, New Japan Invasion to discuss. And, you know, certainly we're going to have a lot more Road to WrestleMania to discuss, too. Do you want to do some plugs on your way out? Yeah, man. Sail us with Kaz, Lowkey, and Rosie every Monday on uh, all streaming platforms and on YouTube.com slash Kazim. Check out the First One Podcast with DJ Cald on Amazon each and every Thursday. Check me out on MSGPM if you're in the New York area or have Fubo or AT&T TV directly after Nick's post game. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's everything. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Thank you to our babyface producer, John. Apologies, as always, to the other John, John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on the Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Masked Man Show. 